Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date is July 25th, 2018. It is a Wednesday. Got another special guest here, Mr. Joe Ferguson, who is a graduate of Lakeshore. Two years ago, graduate now? Uh, yeah, it was 2016, so you're two years ago. 2016. You know what? I just, I got to either write these things down. I cannot trust my memory. Um, sometimes I'll see a kid and, oh, he graduated two years ago. No, it was six. You know, oh, it was 10 years ago. No, it was two. I mean, I just, uh, so I always got to ask. I always bring that up. But uh, Joe, real good guy. Uh, him and I got together uh, in a lot of classes uh, working with each other um, back in his high school career. And I remember, I think it was a sophomore year we met. Yeah, it was, it was sophomore year. Just, you know, I was going through the hallway and you were standing outside like you typically do. You'd greet all the students every morning, which, you know, not, not a lot of teachers do that now. Mm. So something I appreciated. Interesting. Um, Thank you. And I just... I guess you asked me, you know, what was the score of a game or something along those lines. Because you, you had a Tigers jersey yeah, on. Yeah, I had, I had some kind of Tigers shirt on, and that's how the ball started to get rolling. Interesting. Wow, that's good. That's cool that you remember. Um, yeah, so Joe and I have worked together a lot of classes, um, and we've talked a lot of before and after class, and I remember spending some time during lunches and stuff, and um, this kid was always fired up, I remember. And so that was definitely um, an initial connection that we had. And then in a lot of the other classes, in our leadership class there his senior year, he started talking about his dreams and goals and um, wanting to be getting into broadcasting. And uh, I knew he was into music, uh, both um, as listening to it but also playing it, uh, sports collection. He had his own business, which just shocked me when he started throwing out um, some of the items of uh, the baseball paraphernalia, baseball cards and memorabilia and uh, stuff like that, the autographs. Um, he'll, so he'll, sh- he'll share all the, the season tickets with the Tigers, who he's met. I'm just like, just kept getting blown away every time I met this kid. Um, so he always told me that he wanted to come back and speak to my students. And so he has come back and uh, spoken to my leadership classes and uh, done a great job sharing his story. And I just always remember the impact that he makes. And so I wanted to get him on the show. Uh, and he's starting his own podcast here soon, too. We'll get that out as soon as that rolls out, love to be a guest on your show. Hopefully you'll have me if I don't scare you too much with today's show. But uh, I'm really looking forward to having you on here, Joe. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day and coming on here. So why don't you start off just a little background, your upbringing, where you grew up, and wherever you want to take it. All right. So uh, as he had said, my name is Joseph Ferguson. I came uh, on the show. This is my first show, which thank you for having me on the show. Um, I grew up in Mount Clemens. I was born out of Cottage Hospital. And then I lived in Mount Clemens for about two and a half years. And on Christmas 99, I want to say it was either Christmas 99 or Christmas 2000, Cat knocked the candle over, set the Christmas tree on fire, and then the whole house caught on fire. Oh, no. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a baby, so I was, you know, I can't say anything. But if I was a human, I would have been like, oh, all right, everybody get out of the house. It's all right. Yep, it's a, it's a fire. Come on, I don't want to die. Um, and then after that, we had moved to my mom, sister, and I to St. Clair Shores, and we lived right across the street from Viola Elementary. Hmm. So it was a really nice location for two young children, just a quick you know, walk across the street to an elementary school. And then that's where the whole... Lakeshore Public Schools came in, and I went to Violet. I went to Kennedy for middle school. Then I moved to Missouri for two years. My sister had a child. I wanted to be down there. So did my mom. Beautiful nephew, four years old now. His name is Vincent Gino Ewan. Um, And he's the 
son of a son of a pro NHL player. How ironic is that? Yeah, that's right. Um, so that that was another. I mean, that really started the whole sports thing. Being close and having access to a fighter, a Bruce brother. This is a lot of hockey <laughs> technicalities right there. Um, but he fought Bob Probert, Todd Ewan, who was Chad Ewan's father, who was my sister's boyfriend. Um, and I just remember him telling me stories about how he was fighting, you know, Bob Probert. He was fighting Tony Twist, which ironic, after they both retired, they, Tony Twist and Todd became best friends. Mm. Um, and it's just, that's, that's really where it started. And then I moved back home because my mom and I figured that, you know, my sister kind of didn't want us as much as we had hoped. And um, then we moved back, went to Lakeshore, started at Lakeshore 10th grade year, and then that's where the magic began. It was all at Lakeshore. Mm. Um, and meeting through you, you know, that's kind of where the sports broadcasting got started, too, because I remember asking, or you had told me that Dr. DePonio, the principal of Lakeshore, wanted somebody who wanted to start up the broadcasting for the school, and I said you know, not a problem, I'm your guy. And, you know, the, the, the day after, I went in Dr. DePonio's office and we sat down and he said, you know, I'll get the mixers and I'll get the equipment and everything. And, you know, you just take it the, the route that you want it. And um, that's where it really got started. That's awesome. So definitely the, the sports theme of your life. This is a pretty big deal to you as far oh, as yeah. sports is now. Yeah, sports, I mean... Everybody who asks me how, how much of a sports fan are you or how much has sports impacted your life, I say I live, breathe, and eat baseball. So, because that's, that's my number one sport. Then it's hockey, and then, you know, if I have to pick, then it's soccer and football. Awesome. If we had a better team in Detroit, then it would be completely different. But everybody's rebuilding, you know. Kenny Holland's trying to rebuild the Red Wings. Chris Illich is trying to rebuild the Tigers. And I don't know what the Fords are doing with the Lions. I think they're trying to rebuild, too. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, there's a lot of years of frustration and trying there, that's for sure. Yeah, if only Barry Sanders could come out of retirement. Oh, I bet you could still oh, he could, he pretty could still, well. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's cool. So that's it's interesting to hear how the sports came around. And then I yeah, I do remember the conversation with Dr. Ponio. Uh, how much fun was that? Because it was it was your baby, wasn't it? I it, mean it, it was I cradled it. I did. <laughs> um, took care of it, I, fed I, it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh I, I took it the you know, the way that I wanted to and I never knew how much of a radio broadcasting you can earn money too, because you know you have to. Businesses can pay you a certain amount to have a ten or fifteen minute spot for a commercial, and this was a sixteen year old kid or seventeen, I should say, going around to all these businesses on Harper and St Clair Shores and Thirteen Mile Road and saying, "Hey, I'm the play by play and color analyst. I got a few people, and we're doing the broadcast segment for Lakeshore High School Sports Radio." And I wanted to know if you wanted to have a little 15-minute segment for a commercial, and it would be $50, $65. And if that's something that you're interested in, just let me know. And the day after I did that, I had 15 emails saying, all right, you know, we'll do a 20-minute segment, we'll do a 10-minute segment. Before I knew it, I had $700 in my pocket just from businesses wanting to spread their word, get business in the door. So that's something that I think is relatively amazing with radio is the fact that not only is it something that you love doing, but you can get an income with it, too, mm. from local businesses. And then not only it helps you out because it gets money in your pocket, but it helps them out because then it drives business for them and they have customers. And 
customers equal money. So yeah, that's awesome. Was there a couple? Is there a favorite story that you have of uh, maybe broadcast where you had um, a cohort in the in the booth with you? Yeah. So I only have one favorite story. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I have a few favorite stories because I brought seniors my senior year on the show. Max Christian, Evan Ogletree, and, you know, having two wackos be on the show is kind of like Wayne's World for a broadcast. So, um, but no, I, I had my, my first ever hockey broadcast. I had Darren McCarty, the retired NHL nice. pro athlete. And he made me seem like an idiot on the radio because he, you know... A pro hockey player saying, you know, oh, he puts the puck up in the cookie jar and he scores. And it's all that type of stuff. And I'm like, oh, what, what's putting the puck up in the cookie jar? I mean, I have no idea what that means. He's like, well, that's just what we athletes say as a goal sometimes. I said, okay, man. So before I knew it, we're in the second period and he's, he's being a play-by-play. And I'm the color. And I said, well, so, you know, we took a commercial break and I said, Darren, I love where you're going with this, but you got to be the play-by-play. I don't know how to – or color, I mean – Play-by-play is my deal. So he's like, all right, you know, I'll settle down. And then after, <laughs> after that, you know, every commercial break we had, because Darren, I love Darren. Darren's extremely hilarious. And he, I think of Darren as like an Adam Sandler type of guy. Mm. So he'd be cracking jokes on all these commercial breaks, and then I'd come back on the air, and I'd just be bursting out laughing. And then I'd, you know, the next day I'd hear somebody say, hey, I listened to that broadcast last night. What were you laughing about so much? I said, that was Darren making me crack up with all these hockey jokes. But, um, you know, that that was probably my favorite moment because I got to share an experience with a pro athlete for the first time. He had given me information about doing internships with 104.3 WOMC for a local radio station here in Detroit. And he basically gave me his gave me his business card and said that if you ever need anything, give me a call. I can set you up with you know person A or person B or person C, and they all work for either the ticket one hundred four point three, one hundred point three, and they can get you in the door with these internships. And I said, wow, that's amazing. You know, I'll definitely take that opportunity because why not? You know, I'm a new beginner in this field, and I want to take as many internship opportunities that I can. And Darren was really one who had set up quite a few of them for me. That's fantastic. So, again, the old adage, you know, yeah, you got to have the degree and, and this certification and that, but it's not so much what you know, it's who you know. And oh, you, yeah. you found out real quick with that engine. Yeah. And then, you know, after I did the networking through Darren, that's when I really started the networking with the baseball athletes. Because mm-hmm. I said, if I, can, if I can get a fish on the line with Darren, oh, I can get plenty of fish on the line with these baseball broadcasters. So then before I knew it, I was working at a bar called Fifth Avenue in Royal Oak at the time, and Craig Monroe came up there. I got to serve him and just shake his hand and say, hi, you know, my name's Joseph Ferguson. I'm a senior at Lakeshore High School. My passion is baseball. I want to become a broadcaster one day. What can you, you know, can you point me in the right direction or anything? And he said, give me a second. Goes outside, gets his card, comes back in. Give me a call whenever you get out of high school and we'll talk. And I've talked to Craig ever since. I mean, if I go to a Tigers game, I see Craig, and him and I ended up talking for a good five, six minutes every game that I go to. So it's it's stuff like that that really got me through the networking skills. And then after Craig, it was John Keating, another Fox Sports Detroit broadcaster. And then it was Mickey York, and then Bernie Smilovitz from Local 4. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of a snowball with all these guys. That's fantastic. I just say they're chuckling. I mean, if there's a video camera on me with a smile right now, I just, 
it's so amazing, you know, a kid in high school gets rolling with, you know, passion and just stuff that has lit you up. And there's no fear as far as, hi, my name is the great, greatest introduction ever, mm-hmm. you know, and how'd you get started? Or, hey, I'm interested in this. And people really warm up to when you take an interest in what they do, right? And you're asking them advice and questions. And I'm sure they get barked at all the time for autographs or they yell, uh, people yell out comments, ah, you don't know what you're talking about, Monroe, and blah, blah, blah. But when a, a young man comes up and starts talking uh, and serious questions and just down to earth, and that's just fantastic. I just love that approach. That, that, that's great advice for anybody that wants to get into anything, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be sports, right? Just that approach of being uh, down to earth and, and human. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, to, to add on to that is to never be afraid to mm. ask, you know, because I, I was afraid the first time asking Darren, you know, what can you do for me? Because this is a person who has anxiety, having a little panic attack, thinking like, oh, my God, what's he, you know, what if he says no, then what am I going to do? Mm. And then it's like, okay, you know, you asked him, everything's fine. Your anxiety is calmed down. And look, you just got four internship opportunities. So it's like, all right, well, then, all right, fine. Let's ask 10 more people, see where those people take me. And it's, it's great having that be a part of you and your journey and having those backstories and being able to share those with a lot of people, especially the young, you know, students that I came and talked with. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I love doing that. I love sharing my story with others and getting maybe a, some kind of a spark with them and saying, you know, Hey, well, you know, maybe I wanted to be a nurse or maybe I wanted to be a EMS service person or something like that. And seeing him being able to accomplish broadcasting with all the skills and networking and stuff, so and so, why can't I do that? That's so. awesome. Yeah, that the old adage, "Hey, if he can do it, I can do it." And I love the point you brought up about um, the anxiety. So it had to give you oh, a sense of calmness and almost a strength that mm-hmm. you, you busted through that little brick wall, mm-hmm. and uh, and that has probably fueled your confidence because it really probably occurred to you. Hey, the worst they're going to say is no. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, hey, I'm okay if they say no. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this is awesome. So just that fear and that anxiousness and that worry, you can really dispel that with action. Action cures fear. It's one of my favorite quotes from The Magic of Thinking Big, one of my favorite books ever. And you've proven that. And I will tell you, everybody that's listening, Joe is right, where the kids that have listened to his speech in my classes and the comments um, that they've given to me on the discussion board, they've pulled that point out. Knowing that, hey, if Joe can get through what he's gotten through and do what he's doing and going after things he, he loves to do, I can certainly do that too. Which I just find that that's great lessons. I hope I hope you're picking up what Joe's laying down here. That's fantastic. Um, Hopefully, I can put a little more gold nuggets in this segment. Oh, like I please! Did. Everything you're saying is is rich with gold. Um, so, growing up, what what was it um, that you got out of growing up with your mom and um, the lessons that you learned? From her, was there one thing that stood out of perseverance or um, just kind of going through some things, overcoming? Well, you know, mom, mom taught me a lot of things in life, and um, I guess the one thing that I took away from 19 years with her is that uh, never be afraid to go out and reach for the stars, never be afraid to accomplish anything that you can have your mindset to. Mm. And, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no, and then you move on, and you get a new opportunity. Each awesome. each day is a new opportunity. Mm. That's the exact words my mom always told me, mm. and that's what I live by. That's my motto. 
do with each day with what you want. Funny you said that because uh, I think it was just yesterday I was listening to my buddy, oh God, the podcast. I'm trying to think of the podcast title. Oh, holy cow. He brought up the fact that um, it's about winning each day. Um, Jeremy Todd has a great podcast with uh, the positive side. And the, the one segment that he talked about, some people look at, hey, I'm going to, you know, this week's going to be awesome, this month, this year. What? He says, I just want to win every, just take the day on and win the day. And that sounds like it fits right in to, to what, you know, your mom talked about. And that's, I see you doing that. I, it's just outstanding to see a young person being able to teach an older person like me um, that that works. You know, that it works no matter what you're doing. So that's, that's fantastic advice that we all can use. I love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Not a problem. So what are you doing now? You went to, after Lakeshore, you went to where? After Lakeshore, I went to Macomb Community for a good three years. I got my associate's degree through Macomb. Just got accepted, finally, into Oakland University. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Um, Yesterday. Mm. And um, Oakland's going to be another journey just like Macomb was for me and continuing my communications degree program through them. And um, I got a good four years, which I'm going to hopefully dwindle that down to three or two so I can just be done and then move. I want to move out of Michigan, move somewhere warm. Because your, uh, your ideal goal is to be broadcasting baseball games. Ideal goal is to be broadcasting baseball games for a major league team, which, you know, you do have to start out in the minors because they're not going to send some John Doe to the majors if he has no speaking experience and stuff like that. So you got to start off small and work your way up, which is what a lot of people have to do with whatever uh, job or career that they have. And then, yeah, so starting off probably, you know, Florida or California, those are my two states that I've decided on where I want to move. California, I'm leaning towards because California has like 16 baseball teams, or not 16, like eight. And then Florida... It's what's nice about Florida is spring training. Mm-hmm. So you have every team down there on top of the Marlins and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And I, th- I believe that they have two farm affiliate teams in the Florida area. Right. A lot of rookie ball and... Oh, yeah. Single A, double A. Yeah, all those things. That's awesome. Sounds like a very good plan. So your uh, goal, well, you're going to uh, Oakland now. Is there? Is it your bachelor's? You're going after your master's? So, yeah. So I'm continuing because I'm a transfer student. I have 60 more credits to go until I get my bachelor's. Okay. And then after that, then it's, I think it's 120, 120 credits more until you get your master's. So, yeah, the goal is to get bachelor's first and then master's because I already have the associates. That's fantastic, man. Great, great information there. I love that goal setting and uh, he's got those plans that he's working towards. And so everything you're doing is leading you to that. Oh, yeah. The jobs that you have, uh, you know, the schooling that you have, what you're going through and the plan is. And, and I, I just think that's so confident as far as when I was your age, I wanted to stay in Michigan. I wasn't adventurous enough to, um, you know, first of all, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Uh, two years after high school, that's when teaching started to come in. So it started coming into play. But I knew I wanted to stay. I just knew I didn't want to go anywhere else. Family was here and so to uh, be adventurous like that, I just think that's very admirable. Well, I mean, family is here, too, for me. But, yep. you know, grandparents go down to Florida every year. And then um, I think, you know, my dad and stepmom have been talking about moving to Arizona. So I think they're going to move to 
everybody in my family says that they shouldn't because Arizona's extremely hot and my mom <laughs> can't deal with, seven can't deal with 100-degree uh, weather, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then I'm moving. My cousin Davis is going to be moving to Charlotte where my aunt and uncle live. So, yeah, it's kind of like everybody's kind of starting to spread their wings and fly out, yeah. out of Michigan. That's what happens when uh, people get older and they start making decisions and choices. Yeah. Very interesting. So you brought up your dad. Uh, lessons from your dad. Things that you remember uh, him teaching or just the jobs that he's had and, and some of the things that have stood out that have helped you. Well, dad and mom are two polar opposite different people. Mom. Isn't that something? A lot, so many times that's the way it is. <laughs> that's amazing. Mom, mom was a web designer for her entire life, and then dad was a cook a head chef gotcha so dad taught me more of cooking you know living with Gordon Ramsay now for a father so <laughs> if I don't make the risotto the right way I get grounded for a week <laughs> it's not like that but um, he, he was always one who taught me steps about cooking and how to prepare everything and mm. another thing I learned from my dad is him and I have always been anal about cleaning so the house I mean you can eat off the floor it's so clean um, but that's a good thing to learn. That's not a bad thing to learn. No, not at all. Um, so yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to be the cleaning aspects of my father and the cooking have been the two takeaways. Awesome. Those are two good skills for any guy to have. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, very, very uh, attractive to many people uh, <laughs> to have those two skills under your belt. So that's cool. Um, so from school, from high school, uh, did you like being in school? Did you like school at all? Again, two polar opposites. My sister and I. My sister hated going to school. She would, at, you know, Freaky Friday, Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis, my mom would have to drag my sister out of bed because she would not get up. Uh, Me, on the other hand, even when I was in elementary school, I'd set my alarm clock for 6 in the morning. I'd get up right away, get in the shower. School wouldn't even start until 8, so I'd have a good hour and a half of free time, make myself some breakfast, have an hour to either watch TV or read the paper, one of the two, and then go on my way to school. So it's always kind of been, you know, get up and go with me. And then a takeaway from high school was, you know, never be afraid to go out there, put yourself out there. Mm. Mm. And then, um, and have to be in leadership class too, is don't be afraid to obtain that goal that you always wanted to achieve. So what I'm kind of remembering from uh, what you shared you did something your senior year that uh, you wish you would have done earlier. You went out for what? 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 What did you do senior year? You went out for what production? Was it a production that you went out for with Mr. Smith? Yeah, I think correctly. Yeah. Okay. So, so senior year, I did. I, senior year, I decided to do things that I never did before. Yes. Yes, that was it. And so. I got out of my comfort zone, which is something you taught me to do. And, um, which I'm still trying to do myself, so yes. And I did the musical Cinderella, which was senior year, that's what the musical was. And then I did the play, which was The Outsiders, with mm. Mr. Akerley, and I love doing both. You know, I wish I would have, that was a takeaway, I wish I would have done those sooner. Yes. Um, and, you know, it was just always... You know, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to put myself out there? And, you know, what happens with the after, you know, each? And it's really not that bad. Mm. It's, it's really not that bad. And then, you know, especially with musicals and plays, you become a family with everybody. And you become close. 
and know that they'll do anything for you and be there for you. And uh, I, I love doing it. That's fantastic. What were the what were some important things that you learned? Because I know uh, both those teachers, Mr. Smith and Mr. Akerley, um, having spent time with them outside of a traditional class, there were some lessons that you got from from those two. Oh yeah, that really made an impact. Because I remember you telling me about them. What were a couple things that you can recall those? So I guess Mr. Akerley would have to be never be afraid to uh, to go out there and try new things. Mm. And Mr. Smith, because he was a choir teacher, you know, I joined choir junior year, and that that had something to do with my past, you know, getting bullied for being a guy in a choir class and some all, all females and stuff like that. And, you know, with him, it was kind of open arms, just like you are. And um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, again, choir family, become close with everybody. And um, I just... I, Best one of my best moments of my time at Lakeshore was choir, the plays, the broadcasting, and the teachers I had. I never had one bad teacher. I'll take that back. I had one bad teacher, but you learn something from all people, though, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. And even today, I still do. Yeah, absolutely. And never, like, never stop learning. You got that right, and that's something that I think uh, aids in living a good life. Um, getting up every morning with something that you're going after to do, even if it is just to read the paper or. Hey, that show is on, or that um, uh, podcast I want to listen to is coming out today, or whatever. You know, you mm-hmm. just keep learning. So that's fantastic. I love that. Uh, you know, get, get out of the comfort zone. And then you also mentioned how, hey, it's not so bad. You know, the fear of it was worse than actual doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. The, the fear is what prevents you. Mm-hmm. But then after breaking that barrier and doing it, the fear just is like, it's not that bad. That's awesome. To learn that at your age, because now that's transferred into other things, right? Oh, yeah. Going for a new job, doing things on your own, you know, you're getting older now. Um, you've learned valuable lessons where a lot of people, including myself, take a long time because whether we were too afraid to try something or we gave up on something, that also sticks with you. And that's not, that the returns on that aren't good compared no. to the returns on facing your fear, going through it. And learning the lesson of, hey, this isn't so bad. I, yep. I can do this. That confidence. Man, I just love that. That is so powerful. So what's next for Joe Ferguson besides going to school and working? How many, are you working just one job? Yeah, so okay. I'm just I'm working one job four days a week as a bartender now, finally, um, after four years being in the bar industry. Um, but it's this, the sports memorabilia website still cranking every day. I sell at least something, one, one item a day. And what do you would you mind sharing that? As yeah, as uh, so so today I sold a lot of Tigers signed photos to a, a dealer on eBay, and he bought an Alex Wilson, two Alex Wilson signed eight by tens, an Alex Wilson and James McCann signed eight by ten, and then a Nick Castiano signed eight by ten, and a Shane Green signed eight by ten, which is no loss to me because I have fifty thousand signed photos of each player because <laughs> I meet them so much. So they're not your only one. No, they're not. Well, I'm I'm smart, so you know I'll get what I want to keep in my personal collection. I'll get those done first because you're a fan. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I'm first a fan. and foremost. Yeah. yeah, and then everything after that to me is just butter. It's awesome. So, so if there's those people that are interested, what what's your website? So I got the it's you know and I, I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, so it's it's going to be Autograph Central one. And I'm going to make it at a, probably a Weebly.com because it's still it's still being in the process. Okay, working four days a week, um, and then people can go ahead and check out 
the stuff there, or they can go on my eBay page, which is Joey1998 underscore 16. And there, eBay is my basically my go-to with uh, sports memorabilia sales, which ironically I just listed, and I, I really don't want to do this, but it's kind of I have to. I just listed a stand usual one of one, which means it's the only one made. There's not going to be another one, and it's a it's a cut autograph. But I want to sign baseball instead. I'm I'm always a baseball. I like the premium items: the jerseys, the bats, the the baseballs, the game used cleats, stuff like that. Cards to me have always been just you know, if I don't have anything for the athlete, then I get the cards done. So I listed that. And I'll be able to, you know, because I, I have a usual signed baseball that I bought when I lived in Missouri. And um, so that's basically the newest thing that's going to bring in a lot of money that I'm ex- that's expected to sell for over 150 Wow. Just because it's the only one made. And usual super collectors is what we call them. They'll buy anything 101. And if it's not theirs, they'll skyrocket the price through the roof just so that they can have so it. So they can get it. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. Yeah. Wow. So besides baseball memorabilia, is there other sports that you do? Yeah, I, I dibble dabble in hockey. Okay. Because um, Larkin's a good friend of mine, and he's kind of a jerk too sometimes. But <laughs> well, we all a little bit yeah, once in a while, yeah. you know. So I have a few signed Red Wings things, a few signed Zetterberg jerseys, which I'm glad I have because Zetterberg will be gone probably at the end of this upcoming season. Mm. And then I have two f- football items, which are Peyton Manning items. Because he's my favorite football player. Nice, nice. And then uh, I do a lot of music too, a lot of rock. I just got back because I, I, you know, this summer it's been fulfilled at vacation after vacation after vacation, which I love. Um, it's good to have some money, isn't it? Well, I, it's good to have money, and then it's not so good to see it dwindle away. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I met Peter Chris, who is the original Kiss drummer, twice this year. Uh, and I just met him at Rock and Con, which is a huge rock convention in London, Ontario. Um, and then the most recent was I met Gene Simmons again for the second time at in Indiana Days of the Dead. Which what a tractor trail wreck that was because you could only you could only get three items signed at one time, and I had like thirty five things because I'm a Kiss super fan, and I had to go back through this line fifteen times. Oh my god! The line was like four hours long, and I just. You know, after the first day, because I stayed for two days, I had talked to Gene after, and I said, Gene, can you just bang these out real quick? You know, I'll pay you whatever, because Gene is 100 bucks per item. Wow. Expensive. Um, and he said, you know, yeah, you know, be the last one in line, and I'll go ahead and do it. That wasn't the case. He got really tired, which I understand the guy's 65-plus years old, and having him sign after item, item after item, sure. it gets... Tiring yeah. on an individual. So I ended up doing the next day and got everything signed by him, which I'm happy about. Uh, but it's it's very cool, and it, it, it puts a smile on my face every time I meet these KISS guys because they all know me by my name now because I've met them so many times. <laughs> so, you know, when I met That's Gene, awesome. funny story with Gene. So I met Gene. He's like, hey, Joe, what's going on? How are you? How's your mom? And I told him about my mom, and he said, you know, sorry for my loss. He gave me a big hug, which mm. I therefore cried because, mm. you know, I love KISS. Wow. And after that, he said, you got a girlfriend yet? And I said, you know, no, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing what's Joe want to do, you know? So he said, okay, you know, I hate to, he stopped me mid sentence and he said, you know, I hate to tell you this, but come, come with me for a walk. So, you know, he had my, his arm on my shoulder 
And he whispers in my ear, he said, point out any girl you want in this room right now, and I'll get her for you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking around, and it's all like 50-year-olds. Oh, no. <laughs> so I said, Gene, I, I hate to tell you, but I'm not gonna, I, I'm not interested in this one lady. It's like, you want me? And she's, I, I'm thinking she's 60, 65. I said, no, I'm good. Thank you. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're walking back, and I said, Gene, I get, how about tomorrow? Maybe when there's a younger crowd, he said, sure, come find me tomorrow. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, you know, I've never had that happen with me before. Gene, no Uncle Gene trying to be the millionaire matchmaker. Yeah, none of us have had that happen to us, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, my God. So uh, what means more to you, sports or music? Tough, very tough. I know I mean, those are two big parts of your life. For, right? for a career standpoint or for just an overall? Uh, just overall love, just overall what you get most fulfillment out of, most connection to. It'd have to be music. Hmm. Interesting, because you're not just a Kiss fan. Oh, no. I rock mean, and roll. You, you play some. I, I play music, and uh, I've met so many great bands. I've met Tesla. I've met members of uh, Iron Maiden. I met Rick Springfield. I was supposed wow. to meet Cindy Lauper. Didn't end up going to go see her. And Rod's tour, both. Wow. Um, I guess the, the biggest name that I'm meeting later this year, once school starts back up, is Jack Black. Hmm. That's a bucket list cross-off for me. Because Tenacious D is coming into town and they're playing at the Fillmore. Uh, but yeah, it's it, music would have to be more than the baseball broadcasting because I play, I write, I pick up my guitar at least once a day. And I'll, I'll play it for a good two hours. And whether it's just me messing around trying to play six chords together and come up with a song, or to play a Kiss tune or an ACDC, ACDC tune, um, that's what I get more enjoyment out of. Especially when, you know, I got the house to myself, it's all quiet, I play a little instrumental music and I feel like I'm meditating and I'm not, because I'm playing. And it's just, it's, I like it a mm. lot more. You know, I'll wake up early in the morning, which has just started, I'll go for a morning walk now, wow. get up at 7 or 8 in the morning and the sun will just be coming up and you hear the birds in the morning chirping and... It's beautiful, absolutely mm. beautiful, and I'll go for a you know a mile, mile and a half walk, and uh, I'll just take in nature, mm. and I love it. Very peaceful. You're giving me new indications here of that uh, you're kind of an older soul, with just some of your um, your loves and your uh, enjoyment of, of life. You know? Yeah, I think I'm a forty year old trapped in a twenty year old body. That's okay. Being forty year old is not bad, and because I. That's, 12 years ago for me, but the uh, 20-year-old body, that's something I could use with uh, with good knees and good back and everything. I would, well, I wouldn't go there, right? i got to get my knees replaced. Oh, already? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. It runs, it runs in the family. Oh, you know, my, yeah. My grandfather had to get his knees replaced. My dad's going to probably have to get his replaced within the next year or two. Yeah, that's hereditary. Then, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Steel plates, it sucks. The cards you've been dealt. Yeah. Yes, I know. But I'd rather take that than the scoliosis and lupus that my mom had. There you go. Because my sister got scoliosis. Wow. There's always there's always lessons in every in everything in oh, life, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And, and I definitely gratitude. I know is one of yours as far as being grateful is all get out because of oh for sure of things. And God God dealt me cards and I took them all and didn't throw them back in the deck. Yeah, that's awesome. You played the hand you were dealt. That's right. That's awesome. Good to hear. So what's next for you trip wise? Is there another? There's a there's a. August is going to be busy for me. So I was supposed to go to Indiana next week to meet Carol Spinney, Big Bird, because yep. it's his farewell 
last tour at these Comic-Con conventions, and I'm a big Muppet fan. (laughs) Got a Jim Henson... I just got a Jim Henson autograph a few months ago, and I got it authenticated, and everything's legit. And very happy about that. It's a hefty value, too. It's over $2,000. Dang. Well, it's on an original Muppet, uh, like, fan mail photo that they sent back in 87. Oh, wow. Um, But I was supposed to go meet Carol, and then that didn't end up working out because... Carol's talent manager and I got into a, a, kind of a little scuffle because I asked if I could do a private thing with him because I had a, more than 20 items and I didn't want to hold people up in line. That was a nice thing to do. And Tim, which is Carol's manager, didn't want to do it. So I said, you know, that's fine. I understand. I'm just not going to go. And I already got, I, you know, I sent Carol a fan letter in the mail a few years ago and I had, he signed a few photos for me and he actually gave me a um, feather from. Big Bird's costume. Oh, wow. So, another prized piece. Uh, the 17th of August, I'm meeting Ace Freely again. That's third time now. Birthday gift to myself the week before my birthday. <laughs> Just like it was in 2016 when he played in Farmington Hills at Motor City Harley-Davidson. Wow. But it's, it's going to be cool because I'm going with friends this time. I'm not going alone. And they all love Kiss, too, so it's going to be a fun time. Good. And then the 30th, I'm going to, or I should say that this, the 1st and 2nd of September, I'm going to Toronto for the weekend because we're having Fan Expo, meeting Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca, the original Chewbacca, big Star Wars nut too. Wow. And then uh, Jody Benson, the Little Mermaid, the voice of Little Mermaid's going to be there. <laughs> I know, I'm a 20 and I still How love How do you know movies. all these things? This is great. And then uh, Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park, he's going to be there. I'm going to get him. And I think that's everybody. Wow. $600 later. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's... And then the Michigan Comic Con, too, that's the 18th and 19th of this month. Paige O'Hara, Linda Larkin, Jasmine and Bell from Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. And then Ray Park is uh, Darth Maul from Star Wars. Unbelievable. All these passions that you have and still chasing after them and oh, yeah. creating new opportunities to uh, just find all these things that you love. Oh, yeah, and I still do networking. Even if they're not baseball athletes, I say, hey, you know, I got a Twitter account, check me out on Twitter, and then they follow me, and then before you knew it, I talk to them and become good friends. Oh, good. Well, wrapping up here, what is that Twitter handle of yours? That one, uh, if you don't mind, it's, because I, we could, it's, I can put it out uh, in the show notes. and I got to look it up. Get a couple, uh, couple contact information there for you. Yeah, the more followers, the better. That's the way I look at my Twitter Absolutely. Account. This is good. Um, all right. So it's Joe Ferguson, 98. Gotcha. Oh, Joe underscore. I'm sorry. Joe underscore. Okay, cool. We will get that in. We'll get that in the show notes, too. It's awesome. Any parting words? Any advice for young and old out there as far as uh, chasing after passion, your dreams, and just not... Not stopping. So this is coming from a, a kid who was told for a lot of his life that you can't achieve what you want to achieve. And don't listen to those people that tell you you can't achieve anything that you put your mind to because you can. Mm. As long as you have the enjoyment, the passion, the drive to go ahead and do that career that you want to do, do it. Mm. And... Um, that's what I'm doing, and I'm still living by that motto each and every day. It's beautiful. And I don't see you ever changing. 
No. You know, I've been stagnant in this new person that I've become over the last four years, and Mm. it's good. I like it. I like this this show compared to the old Joe. Good. So you're getting comfortable for being uncomfortable. Yes. I like that. That's good. And again, I've heard it from other people before, and I need to take that lesson on myself. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for stopping by today. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day and uh, stopping by. It was great seeing you again. Not a problem. It was great seeing you, too. Awesome. All right, everybody, that wraps up a little conversation with the one and only Joseph Ferguson, uh, Lakeshore grad and sports, music nut, and a whole bunch of other passions he's always chasing after. So, hey, keep in touch. Uh, find me over on Facebook at coach to expect success on Twitter at Coach2Success, and over on Instagram at CoachJohnDaily. And, of course, you can find me on the website, which I'm getting the blog going again. been writing more and more there at Coach2ExpectSuccess.com. You can contact me there on the homepage. And I got my top 26 book list uh, right there on the homepage, too. So hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk again soon. You guys take care of each other and yourselves. See you.